Hello and welcome to episode four of the Invictus podcast. Uh, in today's episode, we will be talking about a variety of nutritional topics. So a little housekeeping to kick things off. The conversation we're about to have is not a substitute for independent professional advice. None of the information is intended to be used as medical advice or to be intended to be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, nor should it be used for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for your own health professional's advice. With that said, enjoy the show. Alrighty, guys. Uh, Craig and Tony here, episode four. We four weeks. Four weeks. Four, four episodes. Strong. Yeah, so this is week, week four of quarantine, four, four episodes of the podcast. Uh, I can't believe that it's been four weeks already. It's gone quick. Or has it has it gone slow for some people? For us, I think it's gone pretty quick. I feel like it's, it's gone quick. I can't believe that it's already four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we first started this, we got all these contracts out and equipment out and we kind of like, oh, we'll wake up for four weeks, but if we come back earlier, hmm. you know, we can <laughs> get yeah. the equipment back and that just so shows forth. You our level of optimism. Um, and now it's four weeks later and yeah, it uh, doesn't look like it's going to roll. It's going to be a while. Roll it's going to be a while. So, um, we saw yesterday, uh, there was rumors and posts out about gyms not returning until September. Um, with it, like kind of take everything right now with a bit of a grain of salt and yeah. really week by week. I feel like the September goal or the September thing was more because... They were talking about pubs and clubs being open in September, hmm. um, and we were um, put in the same category as those when the first initial wave of quarantine went yeah. out. I think I think it's it's a funny one too though because when the first initial wave of quarantine went out, um, we were first down to what was it down to ten people in a park. Yeah. So. Us being a studio, it might be a little bit different. Um, when we go back, it might be, you know, you can have so many people per square meters in your facility. Yeah. Um, so we'll just kind of roll see with how it. it goes and roll with it. Like, we're, yeah, we're kind of set up now that our our new normal is normal now. So yeah. how's that? We've uh, adapted, changed. Uh, we've got our set routines. Um, we're starting to weirdly enjoy being... Yeah, it's good. Like, in, it's, it's good. And I think, like... We actually had a conversation with, uh, for those of you in the local area, um, we had a quick little chat with Matt from Baby Black today, and it's real funny. I think people think that we're, you know, not really doing too much, and like just a few classes here, a few Zoom <laughs> sessions here and there, and we're probably working just as much, if not more. It's just different, and same thing. Maddie was saying the exact same thing. Like he's working heaps more. Yeah, we're working. We're working different, and we're working more. It, it's it, it's just different. So the. The amount of hours that we're putting in physically uh, are more. Uh, the amount of hours that we're in the gym are less. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the contact <laughs> hours are different. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're doing less one-on-one coaching and class coaching, but we're doing more. I, I don't know if you guys have seen, if you follow our Facebook and socials, we're doing, a, you know, we're building out that exercise library. We're doing Zoom check-ins and calls with clients. We're running our classes. But yeah, we're just doing a heap of creative content, which is probably the big difference, which we haven't actually done for a long time. 
Not ex- especially never to the extent we have been now. I have never gone so live on Facebook in my life. It's crazy. Tony is a <laughs> social media influencer now. I know. I just, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? But, you know, we've been doing videos and stretching videos and things that we like to, you know, that we implement yeah, in our stuff. own training to help you guys out with, um, you know, motivation of what you guys might want to do or... All that kind of so stuff. So most things so. have been geared towards training, which is why we decided on today's episode, we're going to take a little bit of a turn and uh, talk more about nutrition and... And how people are coping in this time being at home and having full, yeah, access, full range. A- access to their pantries and fridges the I, whole of the day. I couldn't tell you how many times I go to the refrigerator or pantry every single day when I'm at home. It's... Like I reckon I've broken a few world records in the last couple of weeks. But, like it's, but it's not because it's it's not out of hunger. It's out of pure boredom. Yeah. And just the fact that I'm home and I can do that. That that whole that whole idea of sticking a note in your fringe fridge saying you are not hungry, you're just hmm. bored. So you read it and move away from the fridge is such a great idea right now. Absolutely. So. I guess we've we've both had check-ins and conversations with with members and uh, private clients, multiple, like nearly yeah. everyone's having yeah. a fair struggle with it. And that's probably the main thing. I feel like people are starting to really get a grasp on training and getting the whole training routine down pat, but they're really struggling with the nutritional side of things. Um, so it sometimes it overflows too. Yeah, so yeah. you're eating bad and you're so then you eating, don't train. <laughs> yeah, you, you're feeling like crap because you ate bad bad food. And then you don't train because you don't have the energy because the it's food, a vicious it's cycle. Such, yeah, so, add sleep into that because yeah. you're sleeping different hours or Stress. you're sleeping a bit longer. Then it just um, makes a bit makes it a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we were talking about that whole being able to eat um, whenever we like and not being in a routine of that. Mm. I, I feel like you number one. The number one issue right now is that our routine has changed. We may have changed our work routine and we're on track with that, or we may change our fitness routine and we're on track with that. Uh, we're not in any kind of routine with our food. So we're not doing what we usually would do on a Sunday and meal prep for the week because you think, why bother? Because I'm going to be home. But in fact, that is creating the issues that you're having right now. Yeah, exactly right. And like... We know, like, for a lot of people, we're working from home right now. We're, you know, doing homeschooling from home. Things are a bit different and things have changed. But uh, I, I guess people are thinking, I'm not going to meal prep because I have this extra time so I can cook at home. But do you have extra time? I guess that's the, the cash 22. Some people do. Some people do have heaps of extra time. Whereas some people, I guess a lot of parents, they actually don't have extra time because you're spending time helping your kids study from home. So I guess completely writing off meal prepping isn't really the way to go for everyone. Just because you're at home, you can still get your meal prepping done on Sundays or at least, at the very least, plan out your meals for the week and then cook it on the spot. Like just some really quick, convenient, easy meals. Yeah, the intention the intention of um, being able to eat well and cook during the day when you're busy working and uh, you know this this last two weeks being crazy for everybody with kids at home um and you're doing schooling if something throws it off the intention 
goes out the window because well, it comes, you're time poor. It comes back to motivation too. We've spoken a lot about motivation. Like you could at the start of a week be super, super motivated and go, okay, I'm going to, I know what I'm going to eat Monday to Friday, but I'm going to cook it on the spot. However, like what Tony said, when something throws you off uh, or you might just wake up and be feeling really, really crappy, like you're tired, whatever. And then your motivation, you still have motivation, but your motivation's changed from eating really good to going, give me some carbs, like get yeah. me some McDonald's. I want like, more hot cross buns yeah, in yeah, my life. Exactly. So I think having structure and just having meals planned and prepped, it's a no brainer. You just don't have to think like you can just go like, even if you're feeling really flat and you go, I can't be bothered cooking right now. Well, you just chuck your container in a microwave. Yeah. Just put it on for two minutes, 30, and you're good to go. And 90% of the time you're going to eat what you've cooked because you don't want to throw it out because you don't want to waste it or waste money or all, all the rest of it. So, 100%. um, we're talking about, um, some people have still been meal prepping just lunch but then they're snacking a whole heap because they're home because they have access to that. Yeah. Or they have the food sitting around left over from Easter, Easter eggs, chocolates, and hot cross buns and the like. So they're going to those for their snacks because their snacks aren't set out or planned out like you would if you weren't going to be home for work. Yeah. So if you're going to work, you would have, well, I'll need something mid-morning so I don't eat whatever someone brings in. I want to eat well that you still should actually plan those out and make that part of your plan to what you want to eat. So it'll stop you from eating the bad food that you're kind of snacking on right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's like, that's really our thing on prepping. Like that's one of the, the key values or actions we know really lead towards success with weight loss. The next one, I guess, moving into would be uh, using any form of tracking your nutrition, it doesn't have to be my fitness map, my fitness power chronometer or anything like that. It could be taking photos of every meal and sending it through to someone. It could be writing down on a little notepad what you've eaten. But a lot of it just comes back to that uh, self-awareness of I'm actually eating this because we can be very unaware of what we're putting in our mouth, especially if we've got like little snacks and stuff laying around. Yeah, it's really and funny. Time. Jesus Christ. If you're gonna write this down, so. If you're not really into calorie counting, fitness pal, or you know that kind of stuff, actually just having a piece of paper next to your desk or your pantry or whatever, and every time you put something in your mouth, you need to write it on a piece of paper, uh, gives you some accountability for what you're putting in your mouth. Because if you just quickly grab a handful of peanuts and then you have to go write it down, or you quickly grab you know, something, jelly beans or something that was sitting on the bench, you kind of think twice because you're like, do I want to write this down and send this to somebody? I don't want to tell them that I ate a couple of spoonfuls <laughs> well, of Nutella. That's it, yeah. <laughs> so that, that works. That can work. It if, works really well. Yeah. yeah. Massively. Uh, and I guess one of the biggest criticisms about tracking is people will say, well, Tracking food is going to lead to you becoming obsessed about numbers. Yes, that can happen, but what's worse, like tracking your food a little bit and being like a slightly motivated or obsessed with food, or being obsessed with a TV show that you watch every single night and like just binge watching an entire series and spending five hours on the couch a night. Like that's that you could also say that's obsessed too. So yeah, it depends on what you feel is is obsessive. Yeah, if that's yeah. if that's important to you and that's a goal, then I wouldn't call that obsessive. If it gets to a point where 
it's driving you crazy and you cannot eat something without tracking it and everything has to be spot on by the numbers and you know to an unhealthy level then yeah fair enough but i don't think i've met too many people who've like we've coached hundreds thousands of people and i don't think i've ever had someone personally who i've coached who's been that level obsessive but i know a few people but i would say it'd be less than one percent of people who track less less. easily less than one percent so yeah i think a part of it too is probably being educated and having the right people around you who are getting you to track and not being so like we we know it's all about progress not perfection like we're not saying to someone you got to track and if you don't hit your numbers 100% you failed and you did a crap job it's like it's like <laughs> if you get I, I, I had check-in calls last night and everyone I spoke to I'm like as long as you get within like 90% adherence to everything I'm super happy and yeah. I, I really don't care what you actually it's eat like, as long as you're hitting your macros yeah, it's like going back to how we were talking last week about steps and we say minimum is 7,000 a day if you have a day that you just had too many meetings or you couldn't move yourself from the computer or whatever happened um, and you logged those steps then you would go across the course of the week and make sure you've made it up hmm. during the week so yep. 7,000 is your daily and then you would do the 7,000 yeah. times 7 that is your weekly as long as you meet that week- weekly then you know yeah. progress yeah that's it. It, does, it doesn't need to be spot on and probably what we find is like if if people are aiming for like 100 percent that's really hard it's it's so hard hard. like you might make it like a couple of days a week and then you're probably just going to get sick of it uh and then have a few really really bad days where you're hitting like 70 percent or less so yeah i think i think having a level of flexibility yeah is really important i guess that can lead us on to the next topic is like somewhat flexible eating like we're, we're very big on like we want everyone to be healthy and whatnot. Yeah. And but health doesn't mean gluten free, vegan, vegetarian, not eating sugar. Like, don't get pulled in by all of that crap that's out there. Yes, we know that overconsumption of anything can be really, really, really bad. Overconsumption of water can be toxic to you. So, like, it's it's just allowing yourself. So, like, we have we have clients who will go, okay. They really, really, really like chocolate. Like that's their vice. Okay, yeah. you can have a small amount of chocolate as long as that doesn't push you over the edge where you can't have a small amount and you've got to eat all the chocolate. Yeah, or I, alcohol. I think the I think when we we're talking about perfection just before, um, the people who strive for that perfection um, are the ones that if they eat something that they consider as bad, not we consider as bad as they consider as bad, they will punish themselves for it and not eat a meal in place of it. That That's bad. That's, that's unhealthy. That's unhealthy and that's bad. So punishing yourself for foods that's about eating food sounds ridiculous. Um, we don't, you know, you don't want to see anything that you've eaten be a punishment. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, if you do do that, it's about being like being aware of what you've, if you, if you have had a bad meal and it's really thrown you off, be aware of it, yeah, Reci- I mean, recognize yeah. it, maybe recognize your triggers of what led you to eat that meal. Yeah. Because often there'll be some sort of trigger and it could be, uh, like a reward based, it could be emotion leading. So be aware of those little things that led yeah. you to do that and then just continue on, like get back on, get back to it. Yeah, don't punish yourself because that just leads to a bad relationship mm. with food. And then 
you don't go ahead and eat like a whole Easter egg and then say, well, now I can't have dinner. Mm. I mean, if you say that out loud to somebody and they just look at you like you are insane, it's because it is insane. Yeah. You should not punish yourself for eating food. Um, yeah, take it. Uh, maybe if you're cal- counting calories, add it into your day. Maybe you'll, um, then you still need to eat for the rest of the day. You don't go, yeah. well, well, that's one bad thing. And um, that, if you're talking about in a weight loss sense, that is not going to help you lose any weight whatsoever by yeah. under eating or, you know, punishing yourself. So I guess, like, this is kind of like a similar topic. Um, and I would highly recommend anyone, I listened to this, oh, it was probably like maybe six months or a year ago, probably longer actually. Um, but there's a Joe Rogan podcast with a fella called Lane Norton. And the guy's a freaking genius. Um, I really, really... Is it two hours? Because... Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> so it was, it, it's a really long one. But it's Lane Norton and it's uh, this other guy who is a massive proponent of the ketogenic diet. And we're not like... I'm not bashing any diets or anything. Like I think keto definitely has... Can work for a lot of people. And it definitely has some benefits. Um, but... It, it was basically just a discussion between Lane Lane and... I can't remember who the other guy was, but the, the keto guy, we'll call him. And they were just discussing the difference between... And especially in like scientific re- research, the difference between a high-carb diet and a low-carb diet. And when calories are equal, it doesn't matter if you're having a high-carb diet or a low-carb diet, essentially. Like, if calories are equated, uh, you're going to lose... Like, everything comes back to... Calories in, calories out. Yeah, so to the most part, what Craig's saying is being equated is that you've burned so many calories for the day, or your body takes a certain amount of calories to burn. If you're eating what you're using, that's equating to the same Mm. thing. So if If you're you're on a calorie deficit, if you're if you're on a keto diet or a high carb diet, um, and so keto diet, if anyone doesn't know, is high fat, low carb. Um, there's different definitions of how much constitutes high fat and low carbohydrate. Everyone has different ideas of it. But anyway, if you're on either one of those diets and your calories are equal and you're in a, I don't know, let's say like a 20% calorie deficit, it's going to like, you're going to lose weight in, on either one. It doesn't matter. It's it, not like yeah. the magic bullet is I need to be eating keto. I need to do intermittent fasting. I need to do high carb. I need to do paleo or be a vegan or a vegetarian. Like it doesn't matter. Like, as long as you're eating healthy, uh, generally following a lot of the stuff we're talking about, like tracking and all that sort of jazz, and you're in a calorie deficit, if your goal is to lose weight, if you're in a calorie deficit, and there are exceptions, if you're going too far into a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Yeah. You will lose weight. But yeah. a lot of the time, what we see is when people go, um, I was in a calorie deficit and I tracked and blah, 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 and I didn't lose weight. Well, either your calculations are wrong and you're not in a calorie deficit or you're making errors with tracking your food. Yeah. You're not weighing and it's tracking food. Like it can be, it can Insane. be really challenging. Like it, take, <laughs> it takes a little bit of practice. Even, it does take a lot of practice. Like we're not, we're not going to get it perfect. That's the thing. Like you're never going to be perfect, but as long as we're close to the ballpark, like if we're, if we're weighing opposed to just guessing, oh, that's a 200 gram steak. If you actually weigh it, yeah, because it could be two fifty, and that's going to throw it. Way well, it could out. be it could be one fifty. Exactly. Like you don't you don't actually know, and it, then sometimes if you're cooking it, if you're weighing it cooked is different to weighing it raw. So that is also something that you should um, take in consideration when you're weighing weighing and measuring stuff. Massively. So, 
Um, do you have any, anything more on that or do you want to move on to like kind of like adherence and enjoyment and how that's, we kind of spoke about yeah. it a little bit, but like, I, I feel like, I feel like, um, yeah, what we've touched on would really help you guys. Like the whole, um, being organized, it's, it's been adhering to your, uh, goals. Yeah. Adherence and consistency is like, yeah, it's just key. Like, a hundred percent. The big, the big driver of I think with adherence and consistency, the big driver is um, uh, like enjoyment and satisfaction. And mm. if you're if you're eating a, like a diet, diet, nutrition plan, whatever, and you're not enjoying it and you're not satisfied, how long are you going to stick on it for? Probably not very long. So I've had a very interesting conversation with people regarding texture. Um, we eat certain foods because we really enjoy the texture. So I love. Um, eating sourdough <laughs> where are you going with this <laughs> um and it's because it's because it's because it's crunchy and then yeah. if i take bread out of my diet which um i have done pr- before it's not the bread that i'm missing it's the the texture of it so i need to find something that i'm going to replace it with that i have the same enjoyment out of eating bag of chips <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm Kit, gonna... <laughs> Kit Kat crunchy 100 <laughs> percent so sometimes it's about that, and that's the key to not eating, say, chocolate. It's smooth. It might be a textural thing rather than the, the sweetness of it. You need to find that um, that thing that you can change it to that's... Um, yeah, there's a lot to it. And even like even if we go away from like texture or something, there's like lifestyle factors too. You might love having a, let's say, like a, a beer or a glass of wine because that beer or glass of wine is when you're sitting down and spending time with family and what you really enjoy is that wind down and spending time with family. So the end of the day ritual kind of thing. Yeah. So like, why would, why would you cut out that if that's something that brings you a lot of enjoyment? Um, and look, we might go, let's say if someone's having a bottle of wine, like you might just cut that back a little bit, but there's no point cutting it out because if you cut it out, then we're losing a huge part of enjoyment in our diet and our life. And Everything that we do, like we're saying, con- adherence, consistency, but it's got to work with your lifestyle. Yeah, we, you don't want to make yourself unhappy. The whole idea of, you know, changing your diet or, you know, weight loss or eating for weight loss is not to make yourself unhappy because you want to lose weight because um, you that's, that's your goal and you think that's going to, you know, obviously make you happy. If you take all these other things out that don't make you happy, is it, is it worth that? Oh, yeah. We can have a whole nother oh, podcast a, conversation about being happy when, um, but we'll leave that to another episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is a rabbit hole, and this podcast will probably end up going for two hours, like a Joe Rogan special. And we don't need to do that because no one's going to listen to us for two hours. Oh, I don't know, Tony. They might, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know where, where were we before that? I've kind um, of... about making a. Um, Lifestyle changes and enjoyment with food. Yeah, and like right now, I guess, is probably a really, really, really good time for people to start nailing things because like I know for myself, probably one of the things I enjoy most um, around food is like going out for meals. I love going out and it's not the fact that I'm going out for a meal. Like, yes, I definitely enjoy good food, but I love going out and spending time with other people going out for a meal, like going out with friends and going to a nice restaurant or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the and social aspect. The social aspect. So now, like that, with COVID being the lockdown and all that sort of situation, we can't go out to go out for drinks and go out and yeah. social meals and stuff. So 
it's not like you're restricting that from your lifestyle, if that makes sense. Like in the, in the past, it's kind of a lot of people get go to the extreme of going, okay, I'm not going to see my friends. I'm not going to go out to birthdays and stuff like that because I will eat all the cake and drink all the alcohol. Like right now, you can kind of just like get a really good routine going and not have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and those little tools that you need to, to stay on track when you're at those social things, you don't have to really worry about that right now. So it's, it's a kind of like a... It's good a really time. good time. Like that's a, such a good time. If you want to get your nutrition on point, um, right now is like the best time ever. Yes. So, is. oops, sorry guys, my phone is going absolutely crazy, and you're probably picking that up through the microphone. Um, <laughs> I need to turn this off. Yeah. So, um, if you obviously, um, if you're having issues with uh, your, you know, your eating or your planning or um, you know that general direction. Mm-hmm. Get, hit us up, like get, get, like we say this every week. If you need help, send us a message. If you if you have questions, send us a message. If you want to know how or what works for either of us or our clients, send us send us a message. I'm not sure if you guys know, but um, this is that is our job. <laughs> well, I thought it was this is, podcast that thing. Is, that is what we do. So um, yeah, if if you if you need any advice around training, structure, nutrition, we are we're here to help. Um, and we're very very fortunate to have lots of people in our circle, um, allied health professionals, that we can refer you to if you need something more individualized, just than some general advice. Yeah, and. You know, some really good people. We know some really good people. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Melanie Josk, who's a member here, who's a uh, dietitian, and she's fantastic. So, you know, feel free, for those of you who know her, feel free to reach out to her. But we have stacks of people from naturopaths to, you know, like if, if you want to get real extreme, like I've recommended people go see Luke Lehman from Muscle Nerds, who we've both done uh, one of his uh, foundations course. And... Yeah, like there's there's some good people out there, but if you have some real, you know, um, I guess different health issues to just a, a general, like everyone has Yeah, health well, issues. we also have done little challenges in the gym where we've um, used RP. Uh, there's quite a few people that are still using that kind of that kind it's of diet. Really yeah, well. and it's worked well for them, and they've they've lost weight um, and they've maintained. Um, also, um, there's people who, what's the, the other method, ones? The yeah, method. the method. And, but like you break them all down and whatever, why do people succeed on these things? Accountability. Because accountability, structure, because with both of them, they're given a structure and they're tracking. Like yeah. on both, both apps, people are tracking and like you see so much success. And if you want to see, if you want to see, um, like a heap of transformations, obviously they post for what people who succeed on it, yes. but jump on RP's uh, so RP Renaissance Periodization. Jump on their Instagram. Instagram website. Same with the method, and you will see tons of transformations, which is super, super, super cool. But these people have literally just applied the the structure. It's a template. It's mm. it's a template. Yeah, and that's all it is. And you've got a coach, and they will help you uh, be accountable by sending in your daily check ins or your weekly check ins and changing uh, your calories input output if you're not sure how to do that. Um, and essentially, I guess that's what we're doing a lot right now is um, opposed to 
you know, we're not doing specific nutritional funky stuff. Um, that's not our scope. We're giving general advice, but we're doing a lot of accountability and check-ins with our clients and our members um, who need that extra little bit of a extra little bit of a push and just someone to check in with each week to make sure they stay on track. Yeah, well, that's why people go to these. Um gyms facilities and yeah well even jump onto the method or whatever because they want the accountability because they're realizing that what they're doing at themselves at home they're not staying accountable they're it's eating, not working it's not working for them and sometimes it's because they're um um being too strict with themselves and sometimes it's because they've got no one to say ah oh, hey i don't think that was a meal like yeah you, you can't just eat some rice crackers and tuna and that's that's you think that's going to sustain you for 12 hours so sometimes it's the other way around probably one more thing we've kind of skipped a little bit and we'll finish i guess we'll finish on this unless we go down like another rabbit hole but is (laughs) (laughs) which is highly possible possible. um, which is the fact uh, the whole um restrictive dieting so restrictive dieting in the sense that we are almost starving ourselves so let, let me give you an example of someone's uh i guess for their maintenance calories let's say it's 2000 calories a day um however instead this person believes that they'll lose weight faster if they eat um a thousand calories a day so which we know is not good so if you're following any of those programs please stop Um, a thousand calories a day is incredibly unhealthy uh and you have processes in your body start to shut down which is not good like the menstrual cycle, if you're a female, if yeah. that's if if you have lost your menstrual cycle, that is not a good thing. Start eating food again. Um, so, basically, the, the probably the biggest problem with that we find is that people actually tend to gain weight because they'll go into a starvation starvation mode. They'll starve yeah. themselves. Um, but the the problem is they starve themselves, and then that leads to hormones increasing hunger and making them move less, and then they actually just binge. Yeah, and so they'll, they'll binge and eat like five thousand calories in a day. Yeah, because their body is craving it and needing it, and it just yeah, it flips it on it on its head. And then we go back to that same topic is what we started with is I've eaten bad. I am now not going to eat for the rest of the day, and yeah, then you go yeah. back into that starvation mode. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. We're not saying that you need to eat like I want you to eat every three hours. It's the only way it's going to work. There's like there's so many different ways, and everybody is completely different. What works for me is not going to work for Craig. Besides the fact that I'm forty five and he's like you know, (laughs) not even twelve. So what works for me is not necessarily going to work for somebody else that's forty five either. So everybody's different. Everybody has different um, lifestyles and different different ways they eat and what I eat might not be suitable for somebody else. So it's finding what works. It's for what you. works. For, yeah, exactly. And your lifestyle and to create that good relationship with food mm. um, and not punishing yourself and also not rewarding yourself. Like I've been yeah. so good. I'm, I'm gonna, having McDonald's tomorrow. Yeah, no, like, don't do that. Don't See, do that either. I, I reckon I realized maybe like a year ago, that was definitely me. I always growing up, doing martial arts competitions nearly every weekend we would go to a competition 
if I won, mum and dad, you know, like they they thought they were doing the right thing. Um, not necessarily they were doing the wrong thing, I guess, but they would would win. Like I'd win a competition, and they'd always say before the comp, if you get a gold medal, um, you can choose what's for dinner tonight. And little fat Craig would be like, hell yeah, get me KFC. <laughs> so I'd get KFC after every single competition, and that was like my driving motivation to win a competition was I, just, I wanted to eat KFC. I like how you said little fat. I was a tubby, I was a really tubby little kid, like not probably not when I was doing tight, but like I was, a, I was, a, I was a fat little kid. Can you and anyone on this listening to this imagine <laughs> little fat Craig? I was, I was a little porker. I'll find, a, I'll find a photo and I'll put it up. Um, but I'm kind of like tracking back to something we said like five minutes ago, and I saw this today uh, from James Smith PT, um, great uh, account. Like you'll get heaps of laughs if you follow this guy. But this was around meal timing Instagram on his Instagram, yeah. So. I'll just read it out. Uh, Let's say you're paying money into your bank account today to cover a big outgoing. Whether you pay the money in before or after the bill as your overdraft will cover you short term, it makes no difference to overall net balance. Alas, when you eat food is not the problem. When we eat is not a problem, it's how much we're eating. So if, yeah. I, if you're freaking out, I gotta eat every three hours, two hours, like I can't eat after 3 p.m., no carbs after 6 p.m., like, come on guys, settle down. Like there's bigger problems. The actual total amount of calories you're eating is for the issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, can eat, I, can eat cake at, I can eat cake at five, 5.59, but if I eat it after six, my body's not gonna <laughs> metabolize it. <laughs> I'm gonna be it. so fat at 6 p.m., I'm eating cake, what the hell? Bigger issues, guys. We yeah, like it's all about like really hitting the low hanging fruit, and the low hanging fruit is making sure we're tracking our food, making sure we're meal, meal prepping or planning. We've got some structure and doing those things consistently, and allowing ourselves to enjoy food and be somewhat flexible without eating. Like flexible doesn't mean I'm gonna go get a like Big Mac value meal or whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called. Like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I eat Mac as heaps. No, um, but like I'm not saying Mac's is bad, but like be be sensible and have like moderation when you are eating outside of like what's considered healthy. Mm-hmm. Like anything's healthy, really. And guys. don't. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't patronize yourself. Don't punish yourself. Um, it's it's not a good place to be mentally. And beating yourself up about you know what you're putting in your mouth every time you eat is some kind of torture. I believe it's, it's not good for your brain. It's not good for your body. And if you are that person and you're finding this is uh, you right now, like. Maybe maybe it's gonna, I don't want to get in trouble here, but like you should like it's probably worth going and um, having a chat with like a counselor or a psychologist, and because there's deeper uh, underlying reasons as to why you're doing this, and it's not a healthy behavior. Yeah. And food should be food should be something that well, is even if it's fuel, and yeah. you know we can enjoy it, but like it shouldn't it shouldn't be something that you like like your main source of enjoyment is eating or you're like losing enjoyment through it's, eating. It's exactly what you said. It's, it, it, it might not, you don't need to, um, you might just need to change some habits because you're, like Craig said before, his re- was reward-based because that's learnt behaviour and he's been doing that since he was a child because that's what's mm. happened in his life. Unfortunately, um, I'm very lucky that I've always been an active person, so it hasn't ever really had like an impact on yeah, that so much. It doesn't mean that you you have these deep issues that you need to, you know, fix 
within yourself they're just learnt behaviour that you've been doing for a very long time and it'll take a little while to change these habits and it comes back to like being self-aware and um, I guess like the the term for it's metacognition but thinking about why we think the way we think and why we do actions the way we do so like just being being super aware and assessing when you've done something why did I do that like think about what caused you to do that because there's always a um it's cause effect there's there's a cause to every effect that we do and there's a reason why we're thinking the way we're thinking so start sort of trying to i guess analyze when you do these things who thought food would be so deep it's so deep. <laughs> like food is my, my my true belief with uh i guess like the whole system of uh training and weight loss i genuinely believe that if we are trying to lose weight uh, the first point of call because like everything around why we choose to eat certain foods and this and that and certain habits comes back to our mindset. So mindset's number one. If we can get our mindset right, yeah. then it's going to be much easier to adhere to nutrition and training. So I genuinely believe like um, doing some sort of mindset stuff, whether it be seeing a psych counselor um, or you know just working with someone who can help you identify some of these things. Then from there, then going to a uh, nutrition dietitian or someone who can help you with that. Then a trainer. It's like I feel like it's, and this is like me sort of like completely flipping it on our head to what suits us. Like it suits us like from a monetary standpoint for people to come to us first. Yeah, but, but we're not, we're not, uh, we're not, this is not a wheelhouse. We're not yeah. schooled in the whole of nutrition. We can only tell you what we've done. Yeah, we can done tell you and what, and what works. we've learned. And yeah. Like a lot of it's, a lot of it can be anecdotal. Yeah. So like, yeah, I genuinely believe that like, See, uh, see some sort of psychologist first, then see some sort of nutritionist, then see us, and we're the ones who deal with the, the, the training, which is a much lower aspect of things, I guess, and more the accountability. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like training, the trainer's role is not important because it's very important, but if there's there's a place for everyone and together everyone should work together and yeah. we're going to like that way we'll get better results. It's, it goes to the same thing as we send you to Castle Brit because you're having a mobility issue and it's a continuous issue. Mm. The hiding thing is the same thing. We would send you to someone um, to deal with whatever psychological psychological issues you're having around food or yeah. um, changing your diet that's not working. So yep. it's it's knowing your wheelhouse and then referring out and I'm a strong believer of referring out. Yeah, yeah, referral systems are huge. Um, I think uh, I think that's I think that yeah, we've covered it. a lot. Like it's covered a bit. It's it's we we start with um, tracking and planning and being accountable to um, going to see a psychologist mm. and a dietitian. Got and, deep. Yeah, yeah wow, that deep. that just snowballed. So I guess I guess to sign off, like we did it last week, and I think it's like something we we'll probably keep going with is uh, we're going to give you some podcasts. Did or anyone listen to those podcasts? Yeah, let us know if you listen to them, guys. Hopefully, um, hopefully you've started on some um, and enjoyed them and got something out of them. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you thought about some of the ones that we recommended. Um, if you did listen to them, so what if uh, what have you listened to this week? <laughs> Craig sent me a podcast, right? Um, I and think I'm we like, mentioned this one last week, the Eric Weinstein one. I Joe think Rogan. so. I'm still listening to that. It was three hours. Mate, and get three hours done. holy Damn. moly, do they change topics to what they started talking about? It's all over the it place. It starts with COVID and it has conspiracy theories in there. Then it talks about wrestling and then it talks about testing on mice 
Like it's yeah, it's got heaps. It's insane. And Joe Rogan podcast. I was Eric I was the, yeah I was just laughing because um, I was like, why are we talking about wrestling? Like I don't even know how we went from Donald Trump to wrestling. Because I was saying that like that it's it's understanding how to man, like socially manipulate. I get, I don't know if manipulation is the right word, but we'll go with it. Like socially manipulate people to get people to believe in a certain thing, it and was, that's sort of how Donald Trump made his way up there because he he, he understands yeah, he understands social uh, so psychology it actually and marketing. I guess I, I am continuing on listening to it. You'll get there. Um, while I'm walking, um, and it's not one time my headphones went flat. It's not like I'm not I have to turn it off because it's too much. It's just a lot. Um, and it's, it is, I have found it very interesting. Um, I listened to another podcast that from a person that I uh, have trained with or competed with just because they've been doing them for a long time and their podcasts were about 10 minutes and just one specific little helpful tip. Little um, so that was that was good. Um yeah, that's that's all I've really done this week. I haven't I haven't done podcasts this week. Like last week and my previous weeks were a big podcasting week for me. This week I finished. I think on Sunday actually I finished one that I was, an audio book I've been listening to on Audible, which was the Waking Up at uh, Waking Up book by Sam Harris. He's got also got a Waking Up app, which is like all about mindfulness and meditation and stuff. And then. I'm sort of halfway through, or a little bit over halfway through one called The Bitcoin Standard. Now it's like, I don't really care for, I don't know anything about Bitcoin, but it was recommended to me by a friend to understand the like history of money and economics and all that sort of stuff. And I just thought that'd be really, really cool to listen to right now with the current situation of moving into a like financial crisis or slump or whatever's going to happen right now somewhat of a, a recession i guess so i just like i've actually found that super interesting so if anyone's interested in like how money was i guess started and how the why economies are the way they are that's a pretty interesting so book. the next one that i've got to listen to is the one that you sent me on love language oh yeah the five love languages which is a book and um, there's a few podcasts on it um which is super cool it like helps you understand like everyone's different in the sense that like so there's five love languages there's quality time <laughs> we, we, we're, we're gonna do a podcast on love languages now quality time <laughs> gifts words of affirmation physical touch and acts of service and everyone has like a different one or two um, I've spoken to some people and they're like, oh, I'm a bit of everyone. I'm like, no, you're not. You're lying. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, but the, Think again <laughs> and tell me correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You can't be bloody Lies. everything. You're a liar. <laughs> so it's like you're generally one or two. Right? If you do, there's a quiz online. You do that and it will tell you like you might be uh, acts of service and I don't know quality time Michael Lane is definitely like an acts of service yeah he loves to cook food for people and then deliver it and and that makes him feel so good like that's if he couldn't do that he would I don't know I feel like he needs to make that his job like he loves it loves it just like when somebody says I had this that you gave me and it was so nice yeah. He loves it. And then he's taken something to somebody else and they they actually end up giving him a book on spices back so he can create yeah, his really own cool. rubs for his, for his meat. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves it. It's, it's still the import, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's yeah. it. And it's, 
I think that's a super interesting book. Or so I'm going to listen to it. That's my goal this yeah. for the coming week. So next Friday we might touch a little bit more on it because I'm going to have a, I'm going to try and listen to that. It's good because when, once you understand it, it, it helps you to communicate with other people in not because generally people communicate in their way. So if someone's upset and like you're a acts of service person then you might do acts of service for them, but they're actually a quality time person. So the acts of service don't do shit. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, we kind of went <laughs> off um, this podcast. So we'll talk about that next week. So next week, next week, Tony can oh, break down how she went with that. After, after. Uh, next week, we've got a guest speaker. So next week, we are getting in Lester, which is my weightlifting coach. Lester Ho. So uh, if you have any questions for him or you want to know something let us know about his weightlifting or his knowledge or his background or whatever whatever you want send wow. us a, send us a message jump on here and send us a message and let us know and we will ask him for you otherwise guys we'll leave it at that um, share the podcast like the podcast uh, subscribe to the podcast um, uh, tell us when you're not listening and how you want us to be quiet um, yeah, any feedback is good all feedback is good Yeah, otherwise, guys, have a great day, have a great weekend, and... Here's to week five of COVID coming up. Yeah, week five, bring on week five, we got this. Let's go, team. Woo!